Boom. All right, ladies and gents, it is time to kick this one off. If you're thinking about how do I get myself in peak performance, then this episode is the one you're going to want to pay attention to. So let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Business Bros, today's episode is all about finding the perfect balance between entrepreneurial success and a fit, badass lifestyle. We got an incredible guest joining us, someone who's not just an expert in the fitness space, but also helped countless entrepreneurs level up their lives. Meet uh, meet the 98% human, 2% demigod himself, a self-loving badass author, speaker, entrepreneur, angel investor, and coach. He is dedicated his career to helping entrepreneurs like you achieve peak performance in both business and fitness. So if you've ever struggled with juggling the demands of entrepreneurship and your health, then this one's for you. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Peter Tzemi. All right, man. Welcome to the program. Yep. Thanks for having me. Let's do this thing. Part demigod, right? That's what it says in your bio. 98% human, 2% demigod. Tell me about that, man. Like the confidence you have to that just kind of spews from just your bio itself. I feel like this is something that a lot of my high school seniors kind of struggle with today. They're not 100% sure of themselves yet. And yet here we are like trying to get them to build that confidence. If I could take you back to your 17-year-old self and you're talking to my to my my classroom right now, yeah. what would you tell them to give them that confidence to to even come out as 98% human, 2% demigod just like you? Um, I think once I started caring less about what people thought, that's when everything started to go like right my way. Um, I used to really care people think and what decisions I made in business and fitness and life. And I kind of realized that, like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm smart. I can do it. And let me just bet on myself instead of kind of other people's um, white noise, so to speak. And that is when everything changed for me, like, pretty much overnight. I, I want to ask you about that. I want to dig a little bit deeper in that because yeah. um, I, I, on top of the financial algebra class that's sitting here, I also teach uh, ninth grade integrated math one. And one of the things that I talk about often is, when you don't know something, you're just on the cusp of knowing and learning that one thing. You're talking about fitness. Uh, your life is in the fitness space, and it kind of works the same way. Your muscles tend to grow when you push them to that limit where they hit that failure point. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that. What is it like to kind of get to that point where you're uncomfortable, you don't know, and push beyond that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a realization that the best things in life come from pain, I would say like you, if you're going to make a perfect human or human, that's just amazing all around. Like, would you put them in a very coddled life? Probably not. You'd give them some pain because ultimately growth comes from pain. You know, there's this negative connotation for pain that, you know, it's a bad thing. And I don't necessarily think it is a bad thing um, because without pain, there is no growth and without growth, there is no life really. 
I mean, if, if you take even if you take a river, like water, the most fundamental thing in human life, and there's no movement, there's no moving somewhere, it becomes stale, it becomes green, it grows bacteria, and then it eventually dies. And so the same thing with humans too. Like you need to always be moving both in the fitness space and entrepreneurship space. The more you move, the faster you move, the more you push yourself, the more uncomfortable you get. You know, if you have this like comfort circle, that's like this big, right. And then, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And soon you start expanding these, this idea that before you could only do this. Now you can do this. And like, imagine what your life could be like. Um, yeah. It's, it's a really interesting concept, but I don't believe pain is bad in any way. Nah, man. Pain is part of the journey. It's, uh, it's what's going to make you better. Let's talk about your, your career path. Um, sure. Tell me a little about how, how did you become a trainer? Like, is this like something where you have to go to school for a bunch and then, or, you know, certain certification programs, what was the path for you and, yeah. and enter this career? Yeah, for me. So I never actually did a personal training certification, but I do have a biology degree. So I guess kind of both. Um, and I ended up in the personal training world because I really wanted to be an author in the fitness space. That was really my dream. And I read, wrote my first book um, and it made one sale in my first year. So $8 in a year of work, which was <laughs> fantastic. Crushing it. You're crushing it. Exactly right. Parents were thrilled. Um, and, you know, I was missing the mark on some of the audience. And so training allowed me to get closer with my customers and understand what their real needs were. And then when I wrote my second book, which is a book about stretching for men, um, I had so I had tapped so deeply into the audience that it was just an instant success and started selling thousands of copies pretty much overnight. Um, Damn! <laughs> better then all right all right thousands of copies from one is a huge jump uh what pushed you there man like like if you wrote a book you spent all that time writing it and then you sold <laughs> one copy that Damn. would be like really demoralizing for a lot of people they'd probably quit and walk away what why did you pursue um, I mean, I was so happy to make just like a dollar online. You know, my dream was to just have that kind of, you know, I read the four hour work week way back in the day when it first came out and I hadn't had that kind of lifestyle in mind where I could make money on the internet. And I just wanted to be a writer. I want to sell some books, make, you know, 10, 20, 30 grand a year and I'd be happy. Um, or so I thought at the time. And so when I made that first sale online, it was like the dream was actually possible now. You know, that was all it's needed. If I didn't make a single sale, I probably would have quit to be honest. But I made one and that's all that really was needed. Just like one piece of proof that I could actually do it. And, you know, and then I had to just pivot because, I mean, again, it was just painful to only make one sale, but there was a lesson in it. And then how could I grow as a result? And in this case, the growing was like not understanding the marketing aspect, not understanding the market. And so I went back and wrote the second book and the third book. I really dove deep into those issues because I had not focused on them. And that's kind of what made that success. Yeah, you got to push through. You got to make it happen. So let's talk a little bit more about your business and your focus. So speaking sure. of pushing throughs, I know that for me personally, as an entrepreneur, and then I also do teaching, there's not always a lot of time to prioritize fitness. Fitness has got to be part of my, it's definitely part of my routine. I'm kind of one of those crazy ones. I'm up at like 420 in the morning and that's when my workout routine starts. Um, but that's not feasible for a lot of people, right? How do you yeah. help balance or create a, a sustainable fitness routine for people that have that busy day schedule? Maybe they got kids, maybe they got, you know, a lot of hours that they're putting into their business. How do you help them prioritize that routine? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is kind of treating like your fitness hour or 45 minutes, whatever it is, kind of like a doctor's appointment. Like if let's say, for example, God forbid, you had cancer, like you wouldn't miss that oncology appointment ever in your life. And so that's how I treat my 45 minutes or an hour of fitness every single day. Like there is nothing that gets in the way of it. And it's the same time every day. It's with my trainer. 
Um, there, it's a non-negotiable in my life. And that's kind of really how I treat it. Um, you know, the only time I'm not going is if I'm really sick. And even if I'm, even if I am sick, I'll still go and I'll just do some stretching. But the whole point is creating that routine. Um, and you're always going to the gym. Um, you're always like taking action because oftentimes the hardest thing is not even doing the gym part. It's just like getting to the gym. It's just like that first step into the gym because once you get there, you get five minute warm up. Then you're like, okay, I want to do this now. Um, and I know that. So it's, again, it's about pushing through that pain in the beginning. Yeah, I, I can tell you when my alarm goes off in the morning, I don't always want to get up. 98% of the time, I don't want to get up. But what I tell myself in my head is this is what I do. Like, this is just what I do. And you're right. Once you get started, once you get moving a little bit, you get that routine. So any helpful advice for people who don't have that routine in their schedule? They're just like, you know, maybe, yeah, we're in August, but now they're like, okay, I'm going to start my New Year's resolution now. I'm going to go back to the gym. What's some advice so that they can start and more than that, continue going forward. Mm. I mean, if you can somehow find a way to put some sort of financial incentive on the line, whether that's like paying a trainer, so you have to show up, or that's like giving a friend money and being like, look, I'm gonna give you $500 or $1,000. And if I don't lose X pounds like by X days or I don't put on X pounds by X days, then you can keep that money and you can spend it on whatever you want kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah, really non-negotiable, you know. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. Tough, dude. Like people don't want to give that part up, and I get what you're saying. It's it's put something on the line that you know you're going to hold yourself accountable to. Something mm -hmm. that that if if you're not going to give up because you know that thing is so valuable. So yeah. you mentioned. Um, you have this concept of mirror versus mindset. Can you elaborate on how mastering that mindset kind of contributes to that financial, uh, to that fitness success? Yeah. Um, I mean, let's say like you're 30 pounds overweight right now. Um, to lose weight, really all that's required, let's say you want to get 30 pounds less, is to have the same behaviors as someone who is 30 pounds less. And so it's understanding the idea that like the actions you take now are not the actions you need to be taking. It's the actions you need to be taking of a 30 pound less version of you. And that's where like the mindset comes in and the questions you ask yourself every day. And then like, you're about to eat that hamburger and you're like, would 30 pounds less of me, would they eat this hamburger? And the answer is probably no. Um, and that's kind of where the mindset comes in because there is no, there is no like success of the mind. There really is nothing. Um, if you don't get that dialed, it's, it's game over. You're always fighting a losing battle. You're always fighting an uphill battle. Um, but the behaviors are what's important because you can hijack the mindset by forcing yourself to take behaviors over and over and again. Again, that's why I'm a big fan of like going to this gym at the same time every day and like, you know, waking up every day and getting a 10 or 20 minute walk. Like, no, I don't want to get out of my like cozy bed and go for a 20 minute walk in the morning, especially in Canada when it's ice cold outside. Yeah. The whole point is that like, as long as I just kick that off my day, if I do the same thing every day and I know that I get that little win, that little win dominoes for the rest of the day and it makes the rest of the life easier because the way to have a great life is to have a great decade and the great to have a great decade is to have a great, you know, five, 10 years. And the way to have a great year is to have a great month. And the way to have a great month is a great week. And the way to have a great week is a great day. And the way to have a great day is a great hour, right? So it all starts with that little, little thing. People underestimate how important the very little things are in your day-to-day -day life. You got to make it happen. So let me ask you, I'm just going to throw the excuse that I hear oftentimes. I'm tired, dude. Um, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't have enough energy to get up and go. 
uh, I know me personally, I've, I've, already, I've seen a boost in energy as I work out more. I'm, I'm insane. I told you I run six miles in the morning before I start school and I have more energy than some of my students who slept 12 hours a night before. Uh, how do you, how, what's that parallel work? Why is that work that way? Um, I guess it's a, it comes down to like, you're kind of misunderstanding what you're feeling in the moment. Um, you know, your body's very cyclical. It also changes quite rapidly. I mean, if you have a burglar break into like the studio right now, for example, like you might be chilling right now, but like that energy is instant. Like your body can really turn it on real fast. And it's about understanding that concept that just because you're tired right now, in three minutes from now, if you do a bunch of push-ups, I promise you, you won't be tired. If you go in the shower and take a cold shower, you won't be tired. And so it's understanding that like this tiredness or this idea like that you're in a current state of mind can shift very, very rapidly and you can choose to do that. And you don't even have to want to do it. You just have to take the basic actions that you know will you know, kind of get you there. For example, like you, you're tired in bed and like you don't want to do 50 push-ups, and that's what you've committed yourself to doing. So do like commit to doing three push-ups. That's it. Because I know if you do three push-ups, you're going to want to do four and five and you're like, you know, screw it. I'll just do 50. And that's all it is. It's putting in like one extra step or the other way I like to do it too is like, you know, I, when I was in high school, I used to procrastinate a lot. Like I'd write all my, my exam or not my exams, my essays like the day before. <laughs> and so, you know, what you I'm that's because yeah. you didn't have ChatGPT, bro. Like if you had ChatGPT, exactly. you could have done it really fast. Exactly. Um, so what I do now is like, let's say I don't want to go to the gym. Well, I'm going to procrastinate on not going to the gym. And so I'll just not go to the gym tomorrow and I'll go today. And then I'll not go to the gym the next day and kind of just keep putting it off that way. And then obviously eventually I just never not go to the gym. Um, yeah. So you're, you're feeding into your procrastination, but you're being creative with it, right? You're like, I'll procrastinate exactly. tomorrow. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. Speaking of energy, the other one I wanted to ask you about was hydration. Uh, oftentimes I find that when I, when I have that like three in the afternoon tired feeling, it's not really tired. It's just, I haven't drank enough water. Hydrating kind of brings that energy back to life. And I know as, as a teacher, there's a lot of coffee drinkers in, uh, as well. Like yeah. where do I go with that? Do I go with the coffee? Do I go with the water? What do you, what's proper hydration to get that energy level up? Yes, I don't really drink coffee, to be honest. Um, I, I, I used to for a while. Um, I just don't find its benefits, to be honest. I think it really taxes the adrenal system over time, um, and it can be pretty – I think it's just not a good um, – I'm just not a big fan of drugs in general. And I know people say coffee isn't a drug, but um, ultimately it is in the brain. It acts the exact same way. <laughs> hey, man, I'm with you. I don't drink coffee, but those are lethal words, bro. That didn't work the same way. <laughs> Um, and so for me, it's always about water and hydration, but it's not about like a lot of the water we drink today is dead water. It's not filled with minerals because a lot of our water, like when we we're, I guess our ancestors, you know, would come from rocks and soil and it'd be rich in magnesium, potassium, sodium, etc. you know? And so today what I like to do is add like trace minerals to my water and just to make sure, and that really has given quite a kick to me. Um, I've noticed just adding trace minerals, magnesium, salt, etc., and it kind of fights off the tiredness. Um, of the midday slump. All right, let me ask you about the, I'm going to kind of go back to the confidence here. Oftentimes, whether it's a student or we're talking entrepreneurs in this case, we all face kind of that self-doubt, right? We, we have this narrative in our head that we can't do something or we're too stressed to do something. How do you think uh, or how in your experience has being healthy or doing the, these workout routines help build that unshakable self-confidence like that fitness journey does something to you to kind of build that confidence right yeah i mean it changes fundamentally who you are both at a cellular level and like mentally 
um, like the ability to push through like sets and growth and reps and reverse pyramid and ever like German, <laughs> German volume training, like the ability to do all that is a different type of human. Ultimately, um, the person that you were before that set is not the same person anymore. Um, and you kind of just want that to bleed over into your life. And that idea that like, if you commit to something long enough, um, and you pivot based on the feedback that you can get what you want uh, in life. I do believe that most people can get everything they want in life. They just can't get it all at once. Um, and they just need to prioritize certain goals at certain times, whether it's fitness, health, relationships, finances, et cetera. But I do believe that if you do prioritize something in today's world, there really should be no reason you don't eventually hit that goal, whatever that goal is. And no matter how big it is, um, I have friends that have done hundreds of millions of dollars and I'm shocked at them. But I see the way that they, they obsess over it. And it's the same way I obsess over fitness and my own brands. And there's no reason I won't hit my goals as well. Well, let's let's talk about that priority. So so when you're prioritizing your stuff, obviously you're working on your business as well as working on yourself. Yeah. Who's the ideal customer that you're looking for? What what if you can explain your business to like a fifth grader? What are you selling? Who are you targeting? I mean, it really depends on which business. I actually have seven businesses at the moment. Um, so it depends which one. You know, I have a dog treats company. So obviously my customers are dogs uh, in that business. Um, you know, I've got a human health supplements company like vitamin D, multivitamins, et cetera. I obviously have like my fitness ebooks. Um, and that's the normal, uh, the dude that wants to get shredded, um, as well as some women as well who want to lose weight. And then I've got a clothing company. Well, basically, you know, ultimately the people that come to me now are a lot of business owners that want to either get in shape or they want to get their mind and their, their, their internet kind of marketing right. Um, that's the biggest thing. And so those are my ideal customers uh, in terms of one-on-one -on -one business. Otherwise, my businesses obviously serve a variety of people. So, uh, so, so if I was going to like kind of break this down for today, who are we, who are we targeting? Who are we looking for to get in front of you? Is it the, that entrepreneur? Are you looking for mid-sized entrepreneurs, startup entrepreneurs? Where's your, where's your, uh, where's your like sweet spot? Most of my private clients are usually pretty heavy hitting entrepreneurs. They do, um, usually about eight figures a year uh, minimum in the business. That's kind of what the guys that I work with, because those are the guys that are really in need of optimization. When you're just starting out, you don't need optimization. You need fundamentals. <laughs> That's kind of like the big thing. People think they need optimization when they start starting out. It is absolutely not true. It's like going to the gym and trying to perfect like the way your grip is on the bench press instead of getting under the bar and actually benching for a year straight, right? There's just no need to do that. You need to build the foundation first. And so for me, uh, because I am where I am, um, I do work with guys that are at the eight-figure mark and the girls. So what, what separates you from other people who are in this space? What, what makes you stand out? What gives you that edge over your competition? Um, one is probably the time I've been in it. You know, I've been doing what I do since I was 19. Um, that's been a huge thing for me. And as a result, I've just seen an obscene amount of data points in the internet space. And so I really do know what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, we don't sell $100 million online by accident. Um, you make a lot of mistakes, let me tell you. And because of that, um, that's given me a little bit of an unfair advantage. Um, you know, I guess, I don't know if it's unfair because I've definitely earned that, but it's, it's something that I allow to help my clients kind of shortcut their success. All right. So hundred million in, in sales is nothing to, to laugh at. That's some yeah. significant sales numbers right there. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, my students are in the process right now of learning go high level, which is essentially a CRM where they can create landing pages, funnels, marketing campaigns, automations. Um, mm -hmm. as, as someone who sold hundred million in sales, can you explain to these guys the value of what they're about to learn and why they should be learning it in the first place? 
Yeah. Um, okay. Great example is like a car salesman. Okay. So you have a car salesman. They can sell one car to one person per day, pretty much, or one family. Maybe not one per day or two per day. It doesn't really matter. They can sell to one person. With the funnels and landing pages that you guys are learning, you can take that car salesman and sell to a thousand people every single day without actually being there in person. And so it becomes this ability where you can legitimately go to a beach and have the thing sell for you, which is kind of the goal of everyone, that what everyone wants. It seems like they want to have this passive income, which personally, I'm not a fan of passive income. I really think that you need to go earn your money. It's called active income. I think passive income is a big, big trap. Um, not a fan of it. Uh, but this idea of building a system in a business where you can do one thing and sell to multiple people over time, I think it's amazing. And the funnels and landing pages that you guys are learning, um, for me, they were the key. That was like... That was the game changer for sure. That is what has allowed us to sell, go from zero to hundred in nine years. What what did it? I want to kind of elaborate there. What did it do? What were you What were you like prior to learning that skill? And then once you learn the skill and actually implemented, because that's the key right there, right? The actual yeah. implementation. What did it do for you? Talk to me like like in financial terms and lifestyle terms, so so that these kids can really understand. Like this is a skill you should definitely pay attention to. Yeah. Um, I mean, going from like a broke college student with six roommates when I was in university, six full dudes and like, I think it was like a thousand square foot home or something, just six bedrooms in the kitchen. Uh, great time, <laughs> great time. Uh, you know, two penthouses, property, um, private chefs, um, like any kind of life that you want. Um, help my parents out, giving my family, my brothers, my siblings, my cousins jobs, um, allowing them to go forward. And then, you know, having my dog and she's all pampered up and has a little house and so, yeah, it's really about um, it's giving me freedom more than anything else, like true freedom to make decisions, the, the live the life that I want, ultimately, whatever life that is. Um, you know, for me, I don't even own a car personally. Like I don't have a car because I don't really care about cars. Um, but for me, I have really nice clothes, really nice suits. I've got my chef um, and the lifestyle factor for me has, has been amazing. And so um, that's what it can do. It can really transform your life, whether that's doing the fancy cars and, you know, nightclubs. Or it's like living quietly on a beach or a mountain, kind of where I live. Just chilling. But yeah. uh, what you ultimately have is choice, right? Exactly. At the end of the day, it's choice that, you, that you've been able to acquire. And I, and I want to kind of go back to something you said, the difference between passive and active. Because on the one hand, it's not so passive if you're actively part of it. But you mm -hmm. kind of also mentioned scaling, right? right? When we're talking about the car dealership. The yeah. ability for you to scale, how do you kind of regulate the active and passive when we're kind of comparing it to scaling? Yeah, I mean, so scaling is still always active because what you're doing is you're bringing other people in. And so the active there becomes you managing people as well. It doesn't just become about you doing the work anymore. Um, in terms of passive, like, so like my book sells passively, for example. Um, but I'm actively like promoting myself online all the time. So is it really passive? I'm not really sure. You know, sure it sits there and makes sales, but because I'm always online, I'm doing interviews like this. As a result, people find Amazon and they'll buy the book. Um, but I just don't believe that the mindset of like, I need to build a passive income business is very helpful to anyone because you end up getting lazier and not making the right decisions. Um, you should just build an active business and then try to remove yourself from it and then sell your business um, like I did. Because that's the, because the end of the day, like that's the way to, to build real wealth. I, I have yet to meet someone who's made passive income that's life-changing for them. I want to mean life-changing income. I mean like millions of dollars that you can go retire like mom and dad kind of money. 
that's a that's the kind of goal that people want though they want to, they're chasing that and that's the trap that ends up happening they're chasing something that doesn't really exist it's the active scaling process where it's going to make a big difference all right peter as we get low here on time um if people want to reach out to you you got we got a website scrolling across the bottom what can they find there and make sure you verbalize it so the people who just listen to audio can kind of get that as well yeah, so when I went, my way, my main website is beatyourcontrol.com. It's kind of where I teach all my marketing lessons, money, um, scaling businesses, most of my entrepreneur stuff. Uh, my fitness stuff is in my books, um, which you can buy on Amazon. Um, but if you're interested in like the entrepreneur side, the marketing, the money side, it's beatyourcontrol.com. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I teach everything. Sweet, man. Sweet. All right. Well, um, as we finish up here, I, I want to uh, ask you for basically two things. One was what was your experience like with uh, creating content with us? Everything from the way we do our landing page all the way through the text automations and reminders. Um, I'm not sure if you used a, actually a, a, a podcast service or not, mm -hmm. but even creating the show, creating the content with us, what was your experience like on the, sh on the show? I think it was awesome, man. It was super clean, super fast, super easy. Um, a little jealous, to be honest, how how great it was. <laughs> so I have to swipe some stuff. Uh, definitely, man. Definitely. All right, and then lastly, any final words? You got those seventeen-year-old kids here, uh, ready to take on life. Any last-minute uh, piece of advice you'd like to give them before we head out? Um, I think really just try to live your own life, not life that society wants or what your parents want. Um, like, what do you want personally, and then go after it, because um, you really only do have one life and living life for someone else. I did that for a very long time and it, it never works out. Even if you make money, I promise you it doesn't work out. Um, and so I would highly recommend like trusting yourself because you all like have a gift, I believe. I, I can't agree with you more. We're all good at something. You just got to trust it. It's in your gut. You know what it is. You may not know exactly how you're going to get there, but you know what you want and you know how to get, you know, you know where you're going to go with it. All right. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, beatyourcontrol.com, beatyourcontrol.com. If you want to reach out to Peter, he's got a lot of experience with helping entrepreneurs take their life to the next level by making sure that you're taking care of yourself. So check out the website, beatyourcontrol.com. Peter, thank you very much for being on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace, and we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.